the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm Tom Muller, and this is Colorado Issues. My guest today is Terry Wager from the Seniors Resource Center. Uh, Terry, Vice President of Administrative Services, good to have you. Uh Very good to be here. Thank you. Senior Resources Center. I've uh, talked uh, to John Zabava uh, in times past regarding this. Uh, I wanted to talk to you instead of him today because I want to talk about him. Uh, he's retiring, huh? He is retiring, and it's it's a real shift for this agency. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been a wonderful leader for over three decades and has brought so much of our culture to SRC as mm-hmm. far as the passion for the people we serve and just the heart. He's always kept his high heart to the forefront in dealing with consumers directly, and he expects that of, of everybody we hire that comes in the door. So it's really made a difference on who we are as an organization. So people know a little more about him. Let's first talk a little more about what the Seniors Resource Center is because that's been his heart for, mm. I guess, over 30 years. Definitely. Yeah. John came to us in 1981 when we hardly had – um, anywhere near the number of services and certainly not the breadth. When when John joined the agency, we probably had about 50 employees, and now we're at 250. Mm-hmm. And we spread that through a number of, of really terrific services. Our transportation program, of course, is serving the 10-county area, and in, which includes some of the mountain communities, which is, I think, really hard when it comes to rural transportation. Mm-hmm. A lot of seniors have aged in place up in the Evergreen area, So our transportation services certainly gives them a lifeline down there, just as it does down here to all the different community providers, whether it's hospitals or doctors, grocery stores, those things that you don't realize until you don't have a car. I think that the beauty of our transportation program is it certainly is designed to meet the most critical needs of the people uh, that we serve, so groceries and, and real pieces of life that you can't do, if you can't eat, if you can't get to the doctor, those Mm -hmm. kinds of things, that's when you would end up prematurely in an institution. But the other part of our transportation program that's fabulous is when we're able to do some of those personal trips. So get people to their um, hairdresser, Uh um, to wherever it is that they worship, under whichever religion. A lot of that is, is manned by volunteers. A lot of our volunteers will do some of those trips that... We don't have the capacity to do because our transportation fleet is always um, at capacity and beyond. So it's those volunteers in our volunteer driver program that are using some of the Priuses that people see shooting around town with Seniors Resource Center on them, as well as their own vehicles that get to some of those personal needs. Now, you said you have 250 employees now. Now, that doesn't include the volunteers then. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, we probably have about another 500 volunteers. Uh and. All ages. Certainly, I think the preponderance of them are the older adults themselves who are helping fellow olders mm-hmm. um, that are perhaps just in a little bit more need than they are at this current place in their life. But we have all ages yeah. that come in, and we have some 
community partners that will come in and do some wonderful work, like with our adult day. We have a beautiful garden for our adult day care program, and they'll come in and they'll just totally help to refurbish all of that and Mm -hmm. get it ready for the springtime for for the adult day participants. Tell us what the adult day program is. um, Our adult day program... Um, we, we have one down here, and we have one in the Wheat Ridge area as well as one up in Evergreen. Adult Day Program is what I think of, is the most beautiful way to keep somebody out of premature placement in a nursing home. Mm. There are times when families just cannot do it anymore um, because they have so many pressures on them. But for the most part, people want to stay at home, and we want to respect that and give them the independence and the dignity and the means to do that. So what the adult day program is, especially for if you're a working caregiver, is it allows you to have some place during the day where your loved one can go, and they can drop them off as early as 7.30, or, or we'll have a ride arranged to have them come and, and picked up. And when they come to the center, then they're engaged for the next 10 hours. They have until 5.30, um, so that, that person can go to work or they can go take care of their kids or whatever it is mm-hmm. they need to do. But the adult day program is designed around giving wonderful, stimulating activities to a wide variety of people that come to the program. About Probably about 70, 75% of the people who do attend the adult day program are, form, are um, dealing with some form of cognitive decline, whether that's Alzheimer's or some form of dementia. But for others, it's a matter of perhaps some physical limitations that don't make it as ideal for them to go to someplace like a rec center. And the whole idea is, not just to live, but to really live your life with that quality. So when you come to the adult day program, you might, you know, we have a veterans group that meets. We have people of uh, Spanish who will like to, obviously, Spanish speaking is their primary language, who will gather together and be able to speak. They'll do current events. They'll do various exercise. They'll do we. I mean, the things that they do, I mean, we, we, we see a, huge number of people who really start to thrive once they come to that program. Mm-hmm. And we, you can see such a turnaround in people who have maybe felt very isolated and alone at home, including those who maybe perhaps their whole life really liked being alone. But there's a difference between choosing to be alone and then being, because of your physical limitations, being required to be alone yeah. and not having that option. Sure. So, I mean, you come in in the morning and there's wonderful staff to greet you and everybody knows just like mm. just like at a uh, uh, cheers bar everybody knows your name <laughs> and you're greeted with such love uh. and sometimes when over there even though I'm in a uh, more of an administrative capacity I'll be over in, in that side of the building doing something and just watching the hugs and the not just for the families but for their caregivers yeah. now you also in addition to the adult day program you have in-home care tell us about that in-home care is all about being able to give people that ability to get help early enough that they don't have some of the issues like trip and falls and lack of nutrition things that would really rapidly increase their aging process so with in-home care whether that's somebody coming in to help you with personal care like washing your hair um, doing a standby assist while you bathe just because you're afraid you might slip and fall mm-hmm. those kinds of things that when you're living alone especially become very cumbersome um, as far as the weight it wears on your mind but also I think a really key component of that is whether they do grocery shopping for you whether they're helping you um, navigate being able to get some of the 
I hate to call it clutter, but mm-hmm. but sure. it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, get some of the clutter out of your way. I mean, a lot of our in-home care program, we'll sit down and we'll do an individual one-on-one meeting with the person. And we will sit there and we will design what it is that they want. Mm-hmm. And while some of our clients with that program under, are under the Medicaid program, a large number call us and actually pay for us to come in and do that service for them, either because their families aren't available to cook meals for them We'll have a provider, for example, that will go in and do maybe three days' worth of meals and be able to put those into the freezer and give somebody then that three days, and maybe three days later another provider comes in and does that same thing. But that way it's catering to what the person wants to eat instead of, Mm -hmm. you know, just the general things. We really watch the nutrition. We um, really try to be cognizant of things like our clients in their homes because they are isolated and not a lot of people do have eyes on them. Mm -hmm. Are they getting dehydrated? Are they eating? You know, are the same foods that we left out um, for them yesterday or that we bought at the grocery store for them a week ago still here? So it's that whole well-being check that not only do our in-home care providers do, but our drivers do. Mm -hmm. Our drivers transport a lot of the same people um, week after week and get to know those people and really, really care about those people. Mm -hmm. So between in-home care, having the eyes on the inside of the house and doing simple cleaning making sure that the bathroom's clean, the kitchen's clean, clean linens are on the bed, all those things that just make you feel better and feel more at home. And, again, it's about quality of life. You know, nobody wants to live in a place that they can't maintain well, and yet that does not mean that you need to be in in any kind of um, assisted living at that point and certainly not a nursing home placement. Associated with that, uh, mental health and well-being, uh, and also uh, chores, uh, just doing chores around the house uh, that the person himself or herself could not do. Yeah, we have a couple of really fundamental programs. Um, well, I guess all of our programs are fundamental, mm-hmm. but for me, one of the keystones is our care management program, and chores is certainly part of that care management team. With care management, um, it's not, it's kind of a misnomer because we're in no way managing our clients. We're helping them manage the world. Mm. So as the world is getting more and more complex and they're having to deal with systems or people that they haven't dealt with before, or perhaps they are starting to notice some, some cognitive design, um, decline and do really don't want to have to bring their families into it at that point. Our care managers go in and do an, Probably 90% of the time will actually, if the person allows it, goes to their home. So we can get a sense of the environment and make sure that they're safe. We try to make sure that there's no trip and fall hazards that we could easily address. We try to see things like, do they need grab bars? Do they need light bulbs changed? All those things that we then pull our volunteer crew in to help with so that some of those things can be addressed at low or no cost to the client. You know, nobody thinks about how hard it is to change a light bulb until that becomes a trip and fall hazard because now you can't get across, you know, this this area at all because it's so dark. Sure. Uh, Especially as your vision starts to decline, right? Yeah. So what what we could do as 12-year-olds, we can't do anymore. It's Uh like those lives just don't react the same. (laughs) But our chores program then um, is this very – a very specific program designed to help people as it says with chores mm. so like when we were kids and we had to do our chores that's what chores is all about whereas in-home care and care management a lot of those services are ongoing day-to-day week-to-week depending on what the person needs the chores program is designed to allow somebody up to three times a year to have one of our workers come out and do chores for them 
talking with Terry Wager from the Seniors Resource Center, and we're talking about all of the services that the Seniors Resource Center has, uh, just about anything having to do with seniors, including the services and activities. You've got uh, activities also you take uh, uh, seniors to. We do. A lot of that is directed out of our, um, certainly our adult day program for participants in that program. We do have an office up in Evergreen um, that serves that whole mountainous part mm-hmm. of the what we still consider part of the Denver metro area because so many people who live and work um, in that area are still coming down here to do everything from Denver Center to the performing arts, whatever. It's a real cross-pollinating kind of event. And that office certainly does a little bit more of that type of thing than we do down in the Wheat Ridge area. In the urban area, we feel like there's other partners that certainly can step up and carry that load um, and allow us to do better stewardship with our resources and direct them where they need to do be around some of the more um, keeping people independent mm-hmm. type of things. So you'll see the Evergreen crew um, every once in a while bringing people down for activities. I know they did a big trip to DIA when it first opened, those types of yeah. things. So I really listen to what the seniors up there are interested in and try to do some activities around that. We do similar things, but it again, down here it's through our adult day program or through our STAR Center, which is for younger developmentally disabled adults, and that's our program over in Lakewood. And that was actually brought about by the request of some families um, that were working with loved ones in that group who were needing something similar to what we did with our adult day and respite program, but targeted for their loved ones. So they first approached Seniors Resource Center and asked us to um, do that. We did that at Wheat Ridge, and we commingled it originally with our adult day program because our adult day program had served as part of its history Um, people with um, developmental disabilities, which is very different than people who are having a cognitive issue. And they're very very different populations. The activities Mm. are different. The goals are different. Everything's different. So even though we'd had older people that were developmentally disabled in the program, we felt that we were doing a disservice by not having a separate program just that focused on the youngers. Mm -hmm. So those now are at the Star Center and have a wonderful ability to um, actually do some things like learning how to ride transportation so that they can use the RTD system, very different goals, Mm -hmm. learning how to cook and do different activities like that. Just about anything anybody needs to know, too, about seniors, about caring for seniors uh, can be really confusing uh, uh, as to services available, needs, various legal issues, stuff like that, uh, they can get information from the Seniors Resources Center, too. Yeah, our, our care managers, I think, are some of the best. They certainly have depths of experience. We have one of our care managers has been with has been doing aging services for over 30 years himself. And he's also our one of our um, one of our projects that we do with care management is our victims assistance piece. So, again, somebody who's never been victimized before, to your point, Mm -hmm. they don't know what to do when somebody comes in and robs them or that type of thing. And so, in that case, Alex steps in um, or one of the other care managers, but usually it's Alex. Uh And he'll help them with dealing with um, the judicial system, um, everything to do with the police interface, those kinds of things, because that's very scary for them. But the whole idea of 
how complex our society has gotten. I think it sometimes gets lost on people who are very technology-oriented because it seems like, well, here's all these resources. You just go to the web and you find them. But there's a problem with that. And the problem with that is that there's too many resources on the web. Anybody can be on the web. They're not vetted by anybody. They could be people trying to take advantage of people. The whole issue of trust, especially for people who are worried about cognitive decline, becomes even more profound. So going to somebody like Seniors Resource Center, which I think we're very fortunate to have because the people decades ago thought to thought Seniors Resource Center and created it. I mean, it's just a beautiful thing. But truly to have that ability to go to somebody and say, I need a plumber or I need somebody to help me move or I those things where they know that when we give them somebody, it's somebody that we've really been cautious about. Mm. And we also try to give them at least three options because we believe in options. We believe people need to have the right of choice. So we're not going to tell them that they have to use this one moving company or this one plumber. It's like these are the people that we can recommend from our experience with them, but the choice is yours. And then if they need more help, if it, if making those phone calls and trying to vet those people is too hard, our care managers will help them with that. But, Tom, our, our whole goal truly is keeping people as independent as possible. And that's why our services, I think, are so profoundly important. Because if you can get some of those services earlier on in life, before you start to have a real decline, for example, as we were talking about earlier, the nutrition. You're too tired to get up or your hip hurts or whatever it is. You're not getting the meals that you need. That starts a whole chain of events that you don't want to happen. Mm-hmm. So finding a way to put a stopgap in there so that you don't continue that decline is is just critical. Mm. So I I just can't stress enough how important it is for people to think and to plan for aging, mm-hmm. not just let aging happen. Because if you plan for aging, you control it. Sure, you can have something simple like um, that you have no control over, like a car accident that suddenly takes away your car. Or you can have... a something horrible like a stroke happen, and then we'll help you get through the rehab process. I mean, it's all about planning for life and not letting life just create where you're having to react. So Seniors Resource Center, when we're looking at people and giving them resources, you know, certainly I think it's only fair to say, you know, our strength is probably west of the downtown area, Mm -hmm. although all the way north to Adams County and all the way south, we are getting more and more... um, resource partners all the time in the eastern part of the city, but we haven't been in the eastern part of the city for 37 years like we have the western part of the metropolitan area. But even then, we never let people go without without something. It's just important not to just ping-pong them to the next agency. They need to have either a warm handoff with somebody that we know is going to help them at that agency, or we need to go further into it and do some research and then get back to the person. And that's what our care managers are about. Now, shepherding all of this stuff we talked about for, what, over 30 years is uh, John Zabava, mm-hmm. who is retiring in August. Uh, tell me about him. I mean, this has been this has been his baby, hasn't it? It has been his baby. And, you know, one of the things I admire about John is that when he looks at the history of our organization, he always starts with recognizing the people who planted the seed before there was an organization, people who were originally taking those phone calls that were looking for senior services and said, you know, this is only going to change as 
people age. I mean, when you think about the vision that it took people in 1974 and up to the 1978 when we were originally formed, that was a lot of vision back then. Now we're looking at this baby boomer generation hitting and we're going, wow, you know, this is fabulous that we have this resource. But for people back then, and that's one thing John always recognizes is what visionary people those were. And that includes Jefferson County. Um, at that time, they were called social services, a gentleman named Nelson Nato, who just had such a heart for looking to the future and trying to plan for at that time what he really saw as the need of Jefferson County, because obviously that's where their hub was. And then when the Jefferson County Council of the Aging became our was formed and became our governing board, and we were still pretty much part of them, kind of a pseudo-straddling what it is the county did and what we did. Then we had wonderful people like Esther Fretz, who stepped in as our executive director at the time and just, again, worked so closely with the county and said, okay, well, yeah, our service, at that time we were down in the basement on Kendall and Colfax um, at the old cancer center. And so it was one of those things where you're going, okay, so people keep had to keep having this vision. And that's what John celebrates all along the way is people having the vision and then moving it forward. So I think when John was selected, John started as program coordinator with us, became an assistant program manager and then the program manager at Evergreen. Then he segued into our development director um, and then finally as our um, president CEO. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, when John was selected for that role, you know, it's like we were still a young organization, obviously, at that time, and a lot smaller. And everybody's like, well, I, I wonder if this is really going to work out because, you know, we all know, John, how's that going to work? And it worked out fabulously. Ford uh-huh. yeah. had great vision in selecting him. In looking at his past and what he had accomplished at Seniors Resource Center and his own career goals, um, which I think when John started, he had no idea that this was going to become something that he would do for the remainder of his life. Um, But he has always had such a heart for seniors. And that's that's what drove him through all the different machinations it requires to bring in different funders and always have that eye on what's happening, not just in Colorado, but nationally. Finding best practices, bringing them to SRC, and then saying, you know, we need to be innovative. We need to look at this thing and say, how can we be most efficient, always respecting people's dignity, um, not just our clients but our employees, Mm -hmm. um, while at the same time having to really help shepherd them into a world that is changing very rapidly and taking so many choices away from them. So you do that with dignity, and that's always been pretty much – um, I think the hallmark of who John is. It's respect, it's dignity, it's looking at each each individual that we serve and each employee that we hire as an individual. And he's going to be honored at this gala coming up uh, in June... June 23rd, 23rd. which is a Friday. Okay. It's going to be down at the Denver Museum of Nature and Science. We've never done anything this fancy before. Um, but it is our major fundraiser for the year. It's, it's in recognition of John and certainly the heart and soul that not only he but his family have committed to this organization. Because as you know, any time you have a leader who's invested, their family's invested. And so it celebrates all of them. And John 
appreciates that. But he said, you know, we need to take it further than that. We need to celebrate everybody. We need to celebrate the visionaries who started it. We need to celebrate all of our partners in the community who without them could not happen. The volunteers, just everybody. So John wanted it to be, you know, certainly we're like, well, John, we want to celebrate you because without you, we wouldn't be as robust and as stable an organization as we are. And we wouldn't have had a lot of this vision that we have. But he keeps turning it around, of course, (laughs) and say, no, no, we need to celebrate everybody. Uh, He's a very gracious person. Mm -hmm. And um, truly, he knows that without our staff that pour their heart and soul into this, I mean, John... John's been known to go out and trim bushes for clients. Uh-huh. Um, he's been known to take rides. He, he wants to stay, stay in touch. And that's with an incredibly busy, busy calendar. Yeah. And yet he still knows that that's where it starts, is both with the clients and with the employees that are doing the direct care. And, of course, the wonderful volunteers. Cannot say enough about our volunteers. So we would say to uh, our audience, uh, uh, you can uh, – Celebrate John Sabava uh, and his time uh, at the Seniors Resource Center, as well as provide funds at this fundraiser coming up uh, at the uh, Museum of Natural History and Science, uh, June 23rd. Uh, And you can get uh, tickets by going to srcaging.org. Absolutely. Reggie Rivers is going to be our um, MC for the night. Everybody who's had any opportunity to be around Mr. Rivers knows that he is an absolute delight. Mark Kobrak is going to be our keynote speaker, wonderful person with a real heart for seniors and for the community. Um, we are just thrilled to have Hazel Miller and her band. They've been a great supporter of Seniors Resource Center, and they will be providing some beautiful jazz tunes for us all. So it's just, it's going to be a wonderful evening. It's a celebration for us and for everybody in the community. Mm-hmm. So go to srcaging.org, get your tickets, and also you can get all the information uh, that you need. Well, you can get a lot of information, <laughs> put it that way, uh, about the Seniors Resource Center, too. Thank you for being with us. Well, thank you, and I hope that people do take the opportunity to give us a call. If we don't have the answer, we'll find the answer, um, both at our Wheat Ridge office and at our Evergreen office. Good cruise. Terry Wager, Vice President of Administrative Services at the Seniors Resource Center. I'm Tom Muller, and this has been Colorado Issues.